Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. Hey there, family. Our theme for 2023 was follow me, and we certainly have followed Jesus into an incredible year of growth here at Whole Life Church. We improved our infrastructure, had amazing social events, reached out to our community, and increased our membership and attendance. Starting with our little slice of property here in Orlando, we built up our infrastructure for an in-person and online family. We added fiber optic internet and a cloud phone system that makes contacting our pastoral team and staff much easier. We expanded our web pages and streamlined the user experience and added an online portal for renters. For the worship experience, we've updated the lights after you generously helped us raise the needed money, and we've added additional cameras to improve our connection with those who are attending online. One of the important things for us to think about whole life is the future. And one of the things in the future is virtual reality. And we've been working hard to set up a virtual reality model of our church. It'll be able to be used in hospitals for people who are online in that VR world. And we're looking forward in 2024 to seeing that come to fruition. We're excited to have brought back the coffee bar and the information desk from the pre-COVID era. We also built out our mother's room to support our growing church. In 2023, we were gifted with the use of properties by Advent Health that started the process of creating a whole life community center and youth center just down the street from our main worship center. One of the things that Whole Life Church is known for, well, you know what it is, phenomenal events, and 2023 was no exception. In April, we put on a massive potluck. In August, our Lake Day drew in a crowd of people to soak up the sun and water, and most importantly, creating deeper friendships. Both our annual church retreat and barn party had record amount of people in attendance with the barn party serving over 3,000 hot dogs. We also had four phenomenal downtown community concerts featuring Black History Month, three tenors, and our first rap concert. Our musical team is sought after outside of our church and they were recently asked to provide worship music for a weekend retreat for the leaders of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in North America. Our children's program had several events throughout the year with over 220 children attending our Vacation Bible School. 150 children went through our annual Miracle of Jesus Christmas Time program with their families. And 75 people went with us on a monster truck safari. For our more than 30 high school students, we had about one social event per month during the school year, including a senior dedication for 13 high school seniors, a four-week career expo that featured various careers that ranged from school counselors to business owners to NASA engineering. During the summer months, we actually increased the frequency and planned weekly events for the high schoolers and middle schoolers that included roller skating, pool parties, escape rooms, tea parties, and our annual trip to Epperson Lagoon and Wesley Chapel. Our young adult group started a monthly paddle club and organized multiple events like the Saturday gym night, attending sporting events, bonfire vespers, beach days, and the first night of worship. Now, all those social events wouldn't have been nearly as meaningful if we were not reaching out to our community to offer a hand where needed. We partnered with several organizations that are already active in the community near our church, like the Desire Foundation, SALT, Four Roots Foundation, Angel Tree, Advent Health University, Family Promise, Christian Service Center, Blood Mobiles, Clothing Drives, and more. These partnerships helped us empower underserved communities and groups. 
To help us with these initiatives, we've received grants totaling $48,400 from VersaCare, CareerSource, and Advent Health for various initiatives. We targeted this year's Connected event to address food insecurity and to enhance general health and wellness in the nearby Paramore and Pine Hills area. The event raised $80,000 for food insecurity initiatives. We wanted to make sure that we were also building up future leaders. We sent care packages to college students as well as to 25 missionaries in Pompeii. We engaged with Advent Health University students on multiple occasions, including their welcome weeks, and we took students out for meals. We also brought on two youth summer interns from the local community, one of whom discovered a career goal and now volunteers at Lock Haven Academy. Through all of this, our church grew. We increased our membership by 77 new members to bring our total membership to 1,270. Average in-person attendance grew 15%, that's 614 people. Online viewers grew by 25%, New visitor traffic to our website increased by 12%. Our podcast, This Is Whole Life, saw a huge growth by 79% and had over 13,000 downloads. We had over 40 people join through baptism or profession of faith, and we had 10 baby dedications. Not only did membership increase, but the amount of active participants increased as well. Our greeter team went from 18 to 33. Online hosts went from three to eight. Our production and AV team grew by 25% while we created online training tools. We had 10 student leaders for high school events. In our music and worship department, we added 35 musicians and vocalists as well as developed our choir. As part of building up that team, we also added our first master class. We also added baptismal classes for middle schoolers twice throughout this year. Our Christian youth clubs, Adventurers, and Pathfinders grew. Adventures grew 19% over this year to have a total of 52 children now. The Orlando City Pathfinders now have 146 members and 53 staff and volunteers. The Pathfinders won over 10 awards at this year's Red Zone, a gathering of Pathfinder clubs from around Florida. I am so blessed to work with a talented team of staff and pastors here at Whole Life, and I am incredibly grateful for all the hard work they do. They work their hearts out for you. I'm also incredibly grateful for the incredibly, incredibly talented church board that we have that was led by Joe Newell this year. They have done an incredible job of setting a vision for our church and also providing financial accountability for the funds that you donate to this church. As you can see, 2023 has been an incredible year as we've followed Jesus. As we move into 2024, we will, with Jesus' help, build on our achievements from 2023. So hold on tight and be prepared to connect with the awesome things God has in store. Uh, thanks to Stanley Pominowski who put that video together for us and did a phenomenal job. Uh, Randy McGray, Melanie Bachman, and myself were watching it yesterday, and we got done, and Melanie said, man, I want to belong to that church. <laughs> Good thing she does, huh? So uh, I do want to take just a quick moment. If I have any of the uh, Whole Life staff here, in the, uh, and sometimes they're out doing things, but if you happen to be here, would you stand up uh, for me if you're, if you're a member of our staff? I just want to say thank you to you and just publicly acknowledge all the hard work that goes into this. Um, one of the things that I was reminded of 
uh, was how much we didn't put in the video. <laughs> I, uh, I was reminded by a couple people of things that weren't in that video that should have been. And, and one of the things that I really was like, I wanted to slap myself in the head for is, you know, you guys last year sponsored over 100 children down in Guatemala. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. And uh, we got to, go, we got to go, go down there and see the work that World Vision is doing through your sponsorships. And it is truly like, as I told you when I came back, there's sometimes where you feel like, when you, get, you think, I don't know if, you know, what's my $40 a month really doing? And I got back and I thought, how do they make $40 go that far? They do so much, so it's incredible. I also want to take a moment, if I have any Whole Life Church board members here, would you stand up for me? If you're one of our church board members and you're here... And you I had a couple in for, yeah, there, there we go. Ken Bradley representing. Thank you, Ken. Um, I just want to say thank you. I think that one of the things that um, I have appreciated so much about Whole Life Church is our church board. Um, they provide incredible guidance um, to us as a staff. They cast a vision for this church. And uh, just as importantly, I think one of the important things, if you're like me and you donate money to an organization, you want to know that it's being used the way you intended it to be when you donated it. And our church board ensures that that happens. We have a great uh, finance committee that you met, Jonathan, who's one of the people on that who really makes sure that when you donate money to Whole Life, you can be confident that it's going to put the mission and vision of this church, a mission to love people into a lifelong friendship with God, a vision to be a, a church without walls, actively engaged in meeting the needs of our community, a church that goes by what we say are the things that we care about, which love, acceptance, forgiveness, grace, the Bible, worship, and participation. They ensure that we stay on top on track with that. And that's the reason why we can see the amazing things happen that have happened this year. And can we just one more time, I just want one more hand of applause for this. You. You're the reason this happens. It's because of you. So give yourselves a hand. You know, uh, there's a, a saying in pastoral circles is, is this little saying is like, if your church disappeared, would anybody know? If your church, you know, if this church just suddenly disappeared, would anybody know or even care? And I can say with absolute confidence today, and I hope you can too after watching that video, because that's just a small slice of what was accomplished this year. I hope that you, could, you know without a doubt that if whole life disappeared, there are a lot of people who would care deeply and would notice immediately that we weren't here because we make a difference in our community, and that's important. So thank you for being a part of that. I really, truly appreciate that so much. So we've talked about some of the, we've seen in the video, the things that kind of have happened around this church. And, and, but what I'd like to do is take a deeper dive into what happened in this church spiritually this year. When I first got here, we, we uh, prayed and visioned and we started thinking about what direction do we want to be moving as a church? And so... We laid out five years of themes, and they're, they're very intentional. It's not like I just said, well, let's, let's make the theme this this year, this that year. They're all moving in a direction. And in 2022, our theme was Arise. And the reason we picked that was because we're coming out of COVID. And can we just be honest, like the world kind of reset. There's this kind of big reset that happened with COVID. We all kind of were like, okay, <laughs> is it okay to come out again? 
Is it, do I even want to come out again? And for a lot of people, what we've, what we've seen across uh, Barna studies is that they say that it, most churches are only at about 20%, like the, the churches that are doing well are only at about 20% of what they were, or I mean 80%, so they're missing about 20% of participation that they had before COVID. Because what happened was a lot of people said, you know what, I've been gone, I'm not going to come back. Um, I'm happy to say that whole life, that's different. Our in-person is a little bit lower than what it was before COVID. But you know what? Online every week, right now we're averaging around 500 people watching this service every week. And so when you take that with what's happening in here, we're actually higher than we were. And we believe at Whole Life that our viewers online are as much a part of our church as the people who are sitting in the chairs. And we work hard to create an atmosphere where whether you're viewing it from a different part of the world, you are a part of the family that is Whole Life Church. And so I'm happy that after COVID, I, I maybe, I don't know, can we say after COVID? I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether I should say that. But in the now COVID era, how about that? <laughs> in the COVID era that this church, God has blessed but as we came out of it, the question was, we've got to kind of figure out what our new normal is, what we're going to be doing. And so when I look at what Jesus did in his ministry, the first thing that Jesus would generally do with people is he'd tell them to arise, get up, get up. Before you can follow Jesus, you have to get up. It's hard to follow somebody sitting down. Not impossible, but hard. So you have to get up. You have to make a choice. And so last year in 2022, we just said, what does it mean to get up? What does it mean to get up and move? And this year, we went ahead and said our theme is going to be follow me. Because once you're up, you can aimlessly wander around. Or you can go ahead and follow Jesus. And Jesus, our theme text was Mark 1.17, which is Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. So that was our theme for the year. And we took our sermon series, all of the things that we talked about in our worship were deliberately aimed at, at helping you know what it means to follow Jesus, to follow me. That's what we really, really aimed on. So let's walk through those series. Some of them you'll be like, did we have that series? That's okay if you don't remember. My memory's terrible too. So let's go ahead and walk through some of them. And some of them you're going to be like, oh, I remember that one. I love it. So let's see what, what you remember here. So our first series of the year was follow me. We talked about what it meant to follow Jesus. What does it mean? What is the call? We also talked about that the call is a call that doesn't come, it has a cost to it. You know, we're not a church that tries to put rose-colored glasses. Follow Jesus and everything's going to be perfect in your life. No, what we say is follow Jesus. You're still going to have the same hardships, but Jesus is going to be with you. And that makes a big difference. That's the difference. It's not that you don't have hardships. We all have hardships. But when you're following Jesus, he's with you through those hardships. And so that we really explored what it meant to follow Jesus in that first series. And then when we moved into the month of March, we had our brand new at that time, but can you believe Melanie Bachman has been here for a year? Can you believe? Yeah. 
we had our, our new worship pastor, Melanie Bachman, do a series called Holy Encounters. And this was a series that talked about times that people encountered Jesus and Jesus didn't act like Jesus. You know what I mean by that? You remember the series? If you, if you go back and watch it again, it's phenomenal. Melanie did such a good job with it, but it was, it was taking a look. And sometimes we think that when we follow Jesus, we kind of have this, we put Jesus into a box, but Jesus doesn't like being in a box. And so we have to really think when, it mean, when we follow Jesus, sometimes it doesn't always look. And so we, Melanie looked at some of those holy encounters that weren't what the person expected and what that meant and shared with us a little bit of her personal journey. You know, it was a, just a really moving series. And I've just heard from so many of you how much it touched you. After that, we moved into follow me out of. You do know that if you're going to follow somebody, it means you have to leave something. If you're following, by definition, you're going somewhere. And if you're going somewhere, you're leaving something else. And so we talked about the different things that Jesus may call us to follow him out of. We talked about following him out of Egypt. In the Bible, Egypt is often used as a metaphor for sin. And so we talked about following him out of sin. We talked about getting out of the boat. And we finished the series up by talking about following Jesus out of Jerusalem. In the Bible, Jerusalem is often used as the, a metaphor for the, the holy city, right? That where good things are. And it's, it's that kind of perfect place that you want to be. And so why would, why would Jesus ever call us out of Jerusalem? Well, we see it at the end of his ministry. What does he do? He tells his disciples, go, leave Jerusalem, go into the world. And so we talked about that, that sometimes God tells us to get out of what's comfortable. It's part of what we talk about in our vision at Whole Life Church of being a church without walls. It means that we think that you should not make this the only spiritual experience in your week. We think that you should take the spiritual experience you have into your week. And it should be the salt that seasons the world that you encounter. So follow me out of Jerusalem was the, how we finished that one up. Then we had our great question series. I got to tell you, I love and hate this series so much. I feel so conflicted when we talk about it because I look forward to it and I'm terrified by it all at the same time. Why? Because this is the series where you guys get to pick the questions and you pick what I preach about. So for a month, you're, you're in charge. You get to call the shots and I don't get to just pick my comfort zone. And you guys, oh, you know how to ask them. Great questions. So uh, you did great this year, and I am uh, excited and scared for this upcoming year. Start thinking about your great question. I've already actually gotten a couple people going, I know what I want to ask. And I'm like, oh, just save it. Tell Melanie, you know, look. Well, actually, I appreciate one person actually. Can I tell you, I actually already have a great question. Normally, I'm not, not supposed to know it, but this person sent it to me, and they said, can you preach on this? And I was trying to figure out how to make a series. And I, I could, but anyway. So we're going to talk about AI and religion. So that's going to be one of the great questions. This, this, so something to look forward to for the great series, great questions in 2024. Anyway, I got to tease it a little bit, right? So after that, we heard, had another one of my favorite series because other people preach. Um, and we had just a phenomenal group of, I'm looking at two of the speakers right now, and there's probably others in here, but we had, uh, my wife Rochelle started it off, and then we had Audrey Gregory, we had Stanton Reed, we had Angela Consequeo, and all of them shared about what it means to them to follow me. And we got to see through different lenses what different people view as, as 
following Jesus and what their experience is. And what I find through that series that's so neat is I often hear back from you, it's like, oh, I really related to that person. And I hear different, it's amazing how each one of us has a testimony that's gonna resonate in a special way with certain people. And so I love this series. You guys, like all the speakers did just such a great job. Such a great job. And then uh, all, all the series are my favorites. Have you figured that out yet? This is one of my favorites too. Um, the Chosen series over the summer. I'm a huge fan of The Chosen, um, a television series about the life of Jesus. It's the first uh, kind of TV series ever to be made. And it is just, well, anyway. And so, uh, and so what we did is we asked the staff what their favorite episodes were from the three seasons. We took those episodes, watched them on Friday night, and then we had a sermon about them. And what became important about that and why it really fit in so well with our Follow Me is because we often look at the Bible characters and we kind of put them on a pedestal. We kind of put them in a different place than I'm at. Like those people, you know, spiritual giants, me, not spiritual giant, you know? And so, and, and what I love about The Chosen is when you see these characters, you're like, no, that person's just, that, they're just like me. They've got their issues. They've got, you know, they've got problems with money. They've got problems figuring out, you know, they've got, they've got problems in their marriage. They've got, and, and so it just puts realness that we sometimes forget is happening, and so we really got to see that it's not so different following Jesus today than it was 2,000 years ago. And then we did another one of my favorite series, The Seven Churches of Revelation. And what I loved about this one is this one, we were, we, follow me has been kind of individual, but what we talked about is what does it mean to follow Jesus as a church? And we do recognize that a church is not a building. A church is the people, the people. That's what is a church. And so what we looked at is what does it mean to collectively as a church, a group of people to follow Jesus? And in the seven churches of Revelation, we found examples of churches that were doing things really well, that were doing things not so well. And what we saw is that in even the churches that were really messing up, Jesus loved them, did not give up on them, and was there to guide and lead them if they wanted to follow him. And so that was one of the beautiful things to come out of that series on Revelation. We then moved into the 23rd Psalm and really took a a moment just to reflect on what a good shepherd is. The person that we're following, what a good God Jesus is and why that shepherd is worth following. And the 23rd Psalm lays out for us just a beautiful picture of God and the way that God leads and guides us. And uh, you might not remember this series, but it was Come and See, and we just got done with it last week. So um, our Christmas series, we really focused in on coming to the manger, seeing the baby Jesus, learning the lessons from Jesus' first advent, and taking them and applying them to us today as we look forward to Jesus' second advent so that we can be ready when Jesus comes again. And so that's how we closed off that and actually today we're closing off with reflections as we reflect back. So I wonder as you think about those series, are there any of those sermons that really touched you in a different way? Any of the church services that you came to and you saw a skit or you saw or heard music and it made a difference in your week? I'm always reminded of this old pastor story, right? Where um, this crotchety old guy comes up to the pastor and he says, hey man, I get absolutely, I, your, your sermons are such a waste of time. 
You're such a waste of time coming and listening. I can't, I can't remember your sermon from, from two weeks ago. And so I don't really feel like it's making any difference in my life. I don't remember anything. And the pastor just said, oh, okay, fair enough. He goes, um, just out of curiosity, you're saying that like the worship services we have and the sermons, they're not, they're not really doing anything for you because you can't remember what, what you heard. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so what did you have for uh, lunch three weeks ago on Tuesday? And the guy goes, I don't know, it was three weeks ago on Tuesday. I don't remember what I had for lunch. He said, but it nourished you, didn't it? <laughs> I think sometimes, for me, the point isn't whether you remember what happens in the worship services or you remember the service itself. The point is, does it nourish you in that moment, in that day? And I don't believe, by the way, that I or anyone else who speaks here is anything particularly special. I don't think that, like, there's anything special. What I think is that when you show up and you say, Lord, I want you to speak to me that God speaks to you, I know this because some of you come up and tell me things about my sermon that I know I didn't preach. <laughs> oh, Ken, did you know that when you said, you said this, it just it hit me here. And I was like, I know if I said that, I didn't mean to say that because that was not where I was going with this sermon. But over the years, I have learned rather than to be like concerned about what's going on to realize I'm hearing the Holy Spirit talking. I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say, I spoke to that person. I said what they need to say because you're not that great. <laughs> and you need, and I'm speaking what they need to hear in this moment. So thank you for being with us on this journey as we've really thought about what it means to follow Jesus. Can I go ahead and, and just put what it means to follow Jesus over the course of, you know, a whole year as we've talked about. Can I, can I try to condense it into about three minutes for you here? The first thing that we need to think about when it comes to following Jesus is Jesus, what he does right out of the gates in the book of Mark. The first thing Jesus says is the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe. If you want to follow Jesus, you need to repent and you need to believe in the gospel. Now, I know that's scary. You got really quiet in here. Repent. That's a scary word, isn't it? A lot of us feel like we're never done repenting, right? It's like, I don't, I don't even know how to do that. I love this definition of repentance from Ronald Kerrigan. Ronald says the fundamental meaning of repentance is to turn away from what we're doing and embrace what God is doing wholeheartedly. And that is repentance. In other words, it's saying, look, God, I'm imperfect but I just want to embrace what you're doing. Help me. Help me. I get that I'm... And by the way, do you know that sometimes we, re we need to repent from our, not just our bad works, but our good works? There's some of us that are doing a lot of good things that God never called us to do. And sometimes we need to repent from that. There are, in my life, one of the things I've had to repent from as a pastor is putting my job in front of my family. It's a real easy thing because it's ministry. I'm, you know, 
if I don't do my job, people are going to, you know, people aren't going to know Jesus. And one of the things I've had to repent is God said, I've called you to do this. But what about your kids? What about your wife? If they're, if, if they're not getting what they need from you, are you really doing what, I call, what I'm calling you to do? And so it's me having to figure out how to reprioritize. And that's a hard one for me because I like to work and I love my work. And so it's a growing thing. And so it's, that's one of the things we have to really remember as we follow Jesus is that you have to leave some stuff behind. And by the way, you have to imitate Jesus. And that's kind of daunting. But it requires proximity and closeness to Jesus. By the way, aren't you encouraged that when Jesus called the disciples to follow him and they got out of their boats and they followed him, that they messed up repeatedly. Aren't you encouraged? Because I am. I'm encouraged because you know what? I keep messing up. And what that tells me is when Jesus calls me to follow him, he doesn't expect me to do it perfectly. Jesus understands that I'm not going to put my family first the way I ought to. And when I fail at that, I just got to get up and embrace what God is doing again and let God keep moving. And whatever it is in your life that you need to be embracing, that you're failing at, Jesus didn't call you to be perfect. He called you to follow him and he will lead you to where you need to go. He didn't call you to follow yourself to perfection. He called you to follow him and he will lead you. And when you fall down, the good news is Jesus waits for you. He doesn't leave you. If you don't believe me, look at Peter. Denies Jesus three times, right? Peter doesn't leave, Jesus doesn't leave Peter out fishing in a boat. Jesus shows up, makes breakfast for him, and then says, hey, come on a little walk with me. And he says, Peter, do you love me? I do. Peter, do you love me? I do. Peter, do you love me? I do. Then feed my sheep. He gives, he reiterates, you messed up? Yeah, but that doesn't mean I haven't called you to follow me. It doesn't mean that I haven't given you something important to do for my kingdom. So if you completely mess this year up, if you start this year off, you signed the, the awesome little uh, poster out there that you're going to follow Jesus this year. You, you put your signature up there and you walked in this morning, you felt a little nauseous when you saw your signature on there because you're like, man, I, I didn't do that at well at all. I, was, I came in intending to read my Bible every day and spend time in prayer and go to more church activities and to volunteer more. And I have done none of those things. I mean, I did it for like a week and then, you know, all I'm going to say to you is get back up and embrace God and follow him. It's okay. It's okay. Follow Jesus. You're going to have to leave some things behind. Just imitate Jesus the best that you can. And the Holy Spirit is going to make up all the difference. And then just remember, do your best to put yourself into proximity of Jesus. That means being together as a family. Here at our church services, events, those are things that give us proximity because Jesus says we're two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there with them. And that's why we come into proximity with Jesus when we worship together. We also do that through prayer. We do that through Bible study. We spend time in nature thinking about Jesus, time in reflection. These are all ways that we can create proximity to Jesus. So, Jesus called to Whole Life Church. He called, put your name in there, and said, come, 
follow me and I will show you how to follow me. So, how did you do this year? I find that one of the things that's lacking in our world is reflection. What do I mean by that? I mean, we tend to move from one thing to the next thing without ever thinking about what happened. I can tell you, I came to whole life. When I got the call to come to whole life, I had been going for almost 12 years straight without taking a break and stopping to think. I went from being a pastor at the Upper Columbia Academy Church to being the youth director, and I did both those jobs for three months. And then I went from being the youth director in the Kentucky Tennessee Conference to being the pastor of a 1,600-member church, and I did the same, those two jobs for six months together at the same time. I ran a whole summer camp program while I was still figuring out how to be the lead pastor of a 1,600-member church. It, it was nuts. Before I came here, I said, you know, I'm going to do something different in my life because I am worn out. I'm going to take time, and I'm going to stop, and I am going to spend a month <laughs> thinking about where I've been, not to beat myself up for the mistakes I've made or not to congratulate myself for the accomplishments that I've seen, but rather to reflect on what has happened and why it happened. And do I want to do that again? And I can tell you it's made all the difference in my life coming into this church. So as we wrap this year up, I just want you to think about a couple questions. And I'm going to give you two minutes to start that reflection. I hope you'll take a lot more time than that in the next couple days. But some of those questions I want to ask you, did you rise to call and follow Jesus this year? What went right? What went wrong? What was unexpected? What was easy? What was hard? But through it all, what did you learn? Take about two minutes. Get a phone out. You can take some notes for yourself if you want. If you don't want to take the phone out, you just want to reflect, go ahead and reflect. But as Albert plays some music, instrumental music, take two minutes to reflect on the journey that you've been on this last year with Jesus.
one of the things one of the things that I love about whole life is that we have a very vibrant and active online community so while you're sitting here in person we have so many other people who are around the country around the world that are also tuning in and I just want to take a minute Tito is our online host and uh, Tito a couple of our online uh, folks have actually chimed in on some things they've learned and would you share maybe one or two things that, that they've said they, they learned from their, um, from their year. And go ahead and look at the camera so they can see you telling them. Well, we have a friend, uh, Joe, very, very active every, every Saturday. United Kingdom, right? Uh, he says, I have learned to put Jesus first in my life, and I'm praying that I can do more of Jesus in 2024. Awesome. We have a sister in Christ that says, God blessed us so we could be a blessing to others. Others encouraged me, and I was able to encourage others. Some sniffered along with me. Oh, sorry, suffered. It says suffered, but suffered along with me, and also I could have empathy for others. That's awesome. I hope you've had a chance to think a little bit about your journey, and I hope that maybe you'll take some time, like I said, as the year is closing and the year is beginning to reflect on where you've been and where God is calling you to follow him in 2024. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church and our podcasts are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians. All focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening and have a great week.